Welcome to Dialogue with State Senator Paul Lavoda, yeah. your electronic town hall meeting. That's right. Join Senator Lavoda, Independence Mayor Pro Tem Chris Whiting, and activist Courtney Cole for this weekly discussion about Missouri government and politics. Now here's the Missouri State Senator from the 11th District, Paul Lavoda. March 5th, 2015. This is State Senator Paul Lavoda, and this is Dialogue with State Senator Paul Lavoda. And uh, thank you for joining us. This is where we talk about what's going on in Missouri government, Missouri politics, and try to keep you up to date with, really, I don't know from an insider view, if you want to think of it that way. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and think of it that okay, way. Okay, great. Hey, great. what a soothing voice that uh, intro guy had. Yeah, we have an intro guy now. Colin wow. Ridge um, decided to uh, sign on, and uh, that's what you call new imaging. Wow. In the, in the biz. New imaging. Okay. Yes. It's not rebranding. Right. No, this is re-imaging. Okay. So I'm excited. Well, he's good. Yeah. Wow. And and I'm also excited to introduce um, the Independence Mayor Pro Temp. He's in his, his second term as a city council uh, at large in the city of Independence. He's a lifelong resident of Independence and, and a proud father. Here he is, Chris Whiting. Oh my goodness. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for the robust introduction today. Yes, I am excited to be serving in my second term as an at-large city council member, first term as mayor pro tem of the city of Independence. We're a, a fiercely proud city of roughly 118,000 people, and I am thrilled to represent each and every citizen in this community. And it's also quite an honor for me every week to sit down with you, Really? State Senator Paul Lavota, I know you've been in the the General Assembly for 11 years now. Right. You've served both as a state representative, now as a state senator. That's true. And uh, true. you too, I, if I may say it, you're sure. a lifelong resident of the city of Independence. Yeah, I'm proud of it. Yeah, and yeah. it's so good to be with you. Yeah, it, it's great. It's great to be together. You know what also is great What's is that? that we have activist Courtney Cole with us, who has been involved with... Many different political things, building communities in her own right, and uh, I'm glad you're here. In her own right, yeah. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's, I'm glad you're here. I think this, this is the, when's the last time all three of us were actually here? Here, here gosh, a month ago. Has it been a month? Well, we were at the uh, dialogue town hall. We were with at the town hall. Mayor Weir, so sure we were together then, but not like a. Uh, but, Off town hall dialogue. Yeah, I, and the town halls are fantastic. It just this seems a little more intimate mm-hmm. when it's just the three of, and it's better when it's all three yeah. of us here because sometimes it's just the senator and myself. Sometimes Courtney, it's just you and the senator, and mm-hmm. when we're all three here, it's and we're, Lucas we're hitting is on all too. Lucas is over there, on and the then couch Lucas, too, yes. look at him on the couch. Yeah, our intern Lucas is here too. Yeah, he's smiling. Gosh. So we've got new imaging. Yeah, and we always start, and you have to pick which one you like. Okay. Okay. We always start with the news. Now the weekly news roundup, brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Here's Chris Whiting. Wow, I love the energy on that. Or, or the now the weekly news roundup, brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Here's Chris Whiting. I mean, do you have a preference? Can I hear the first one again? Okay. Well, okay. How about this one? This is my favorite. Now the weekly news roundup brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. I like Here's that. Courtney Cole. Oh, oh, wow. Whoa. Somebody just lost their job reading the news. Yeah, so I would watch it. Sorry. Okay. Oh, that's his favorite, too. Yeah. Dang, that's Thanks, his Senator. favorite. I mean, that could happen at any moment. Right, All if right. he makes the decision. I like the music on the first one, even though it's also on the Courtney Cole, one, which puts <laughs> me out of a job. But I think it's more high energy. It ramps up into the exciting stuff that we talk about every week 
on the weekly news roundup okay. brought to you by the good folks at Liberty okay, well, Realty. Okay, then let's just get into that then. Okay. Now the weekly news roundup brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Here's Chris Whiting. Thank you very much. And this is your weekly news roundup. Schweik eulogy laments state of modern politics. Former U.S. Senator John Danforth on March 3rd issued a scathing indictment of the vicious state of modern Missouri politics in eulogizing State Auditor Thomas Schweik, who died on February 26th of a self-inflicted gunshot wound in an apparent suicide. Just weeks earlier, Schweik had announced his candidacy for the Republican nomination for governor in 2016, and the campaign had already taken an ugly turn. Danforth, a respected Missouri Republican Party elder, described his longtime friend and protege as a person easily hurt and quickly offended, and said Schweik had been distraught recently over a whispering campaign in some GOP circles alleging he was Jewish. Schweik was an Episcopalian, although he had a Jewish grandfather. Danforth also criticized a recent radio attack ad that claimed Schweik looked like the Barney Five character from The Andy Griffith Show and that Democrats would squash him like a bug if he were the GOP nominee for governor. Words do hurt. Words can kill. This has been proven right here in our home state, Danforth said, during the standing room only memorial service at the Church of St. Michael and St. George in Clayton. Schweik defeated a Democratic incumbent to win his first term as state auditor in 2010. He faced only token opposition to his re-election in November 2014 when Democrats failed to field a candidate against him. He is survived by his wife and two children. Governor Jay Nixon on February 27th appointed John Watson, a longtime senior Nixon staffer, to temporarily serve as state auditor. Watson is expected to resign once Nixon picks a permanent replacement to serve out the remainder of Schweik's term, which started just two months ago and runs until early January 2019. Schweik's suicide marks the second time a Missouri statewide elected official has taken his own life while in office. The first occurred on February 9, 1844, when Governor Thomas Reynolds fatally shot himself in the head with a rifle in his executive mansion office. In his suicide note, Reynolds complained of the slanders and abuse of my enemies, which has rendered my life a burden to me. Wow. Uh, isn't that interesting? It's very similar. Very similar. Um, yeah. Uh, set of circumstances and what a what a terrible tragedy and i mean just it's so heartbreaking and um we uh, postponed the session on tuesday till the afternoon for the funeral mm-hmm. on tuesday and it was just a it's just a really sad time in the in the uh capital on monday evening uh senator mike parson stood up and did point of personal privilege and talked about the the um the situation that that led to the uh, auditor's suicide and a little solemn part in the in the state senate, but you could really feel the tension and the and the the sadness of this terrible tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was, a, it was a weird week, really well, weird week. That was going to be my question yeah. for you. Was there a palpable feeling at Absol- the Capitol yeah. this week? Just in disbelief and 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 the pain, and um, you know, I think. Uh, Senator Danforth talked about some of these things um, that you know may have may have led to his suicide, but I th- I think most people are still in shock, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we haven't dealt with you know how should we look at ourselves as politicians and and uh, you know this this really is I mean that was internal Republican Party stuff, um, but really it's a if you're going to honor anyone's memory, it's a time to take a step back and look at how everyone deals in this world of politics. Sure, you know. 
So, uh, to your knowledge, has there been any statement from uh, John Hancock or Catherine Hannaway regarding this? Uh, there, there was a statement um, from John Hancock saying that he, you know, he didn't do a a uh, whisper campaign. Um, there was, there's a state representative. Um, I, I didn't even remember who it was, but he's called for the resignation. John Hancock is their party chair. Mm-hmm. Um, we were delayed in going in session yesterday, and the, the rumor was that the Republicans were caucusing about that very topic, thinking it would come up on the Senate floor, but it didn't, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Which, because I don't think who who leads a political party should be ta- talked about in the Senate floor. That's a different... Uh, right. You know right. I mean? Yeah. But it's certainly something that they have to go through and, and hopefully... Um, realize that you know we've seen these bully tactics I, I talk about a lot you know with unlimited campaign finance numbers all it does is it creates resources to um uh, slander somebody else and have negative campaigning which makes people just not vote it's just overall a bad situation um when you when you do these negative campaignings well, and with that said you know i i i think it's unfair to blame um you know, a, a, a some type of rumor uh, on someone who probably was so down and and suffered from some um, some torment on why he Certainly. did that. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. I, I don't think you do that unless there's a lot going on in your right, mind. That's right. That's difficult to deal with. Right. Well, do you think that it will change the way that campaigns are handled for 2016? Because I mean, the way I look at it, for years, you know, there's a certain party in our state that has made it a tradition to go after and question people's Christian faiths in particular um, in order to get elected. Right. And Well, I don't know if you know about this or not, but in 2010, uh, the Republican Party sent out those robocalls saying that candidates were uh, uh, going to Jefferson City for the porn industry. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with this at all. Oh, no, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's not like a call went out two days before my election and right. questioned my Christian faith and mm-hmm. whether I had values that were, right. you know, using, um, too, the robocall that had gone out stated that I had collected money from the gay porn, not just the gay porn, the hardcore gay porn industry. Mm. And, I mean, I didn't even get a video. Okay, so there was no, this is completely fabricated mm-hmm. on their part. And then in that message, which people can look, it's online. Yeah. Um, you know, it states that um, if you are a Christian, you will not vote for Courtney Cole. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is something to me that's a direct attack oh, on my right. on my faith as a person. And um, I had no way to retract, you know, be able to retract what had been mm-hmm. done. Um, it's two days before the election. The newspaper put me on the front of the paper to try to, you know, mm-hmm. um, to show that, you know, I, I have a family. And anyway, so I hope that this will change and, because and, it's, well, it's difficult just I, being a I candidate. I hope it does, too, because I, I have a stack of negative <laughs> mailer that went out against me in the right. past. I've had to explain it to my kids and to my wife. Yeah. Um, we saw the last city council race where oh, one, of your it, can, one candidate got really nasty on yeah. the incumbent. And um, it is, it, it's just not how we do it. So if you well, ask the question. how do we hold people accountable you know, to that? I, I don't really know because I think the, the proof in the pudding, as it were, is 
we can talk about this in March of 2015. We got to be talking about this in October of 2016, sure. right before that election. Sure. And I, I would hope that everyone would remember um, how they felt at this time. And and uh, I'm not quite convinced that we will or they will. I mean, I, Jeff, I, I, Jeff Rowe has just been hired, who is the person really who cre- creates these campaigns and does this. Well, That's who they hire whenever these things he, happen. He, so is, he has been guilty of that stuff. and um, I would just like to see some accountability because it's clear that this has been continued throughout the years and it's not been part of the conversation. And now we have the death of a, a statewide official and I don't want it to just continue to be swept under the rug. You know, it, this doesn't need to happen to people. Well, and I think unlimited donations lend itself to this because there's no accountability with that. Right. right. Yeah. That's right. We and the that, people uh, can make a difference. Well, that's what I think is the accountability. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. And that's why I keep pushing for that. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you feel like that not only there's negative things going on, but it's unlimited coming your way. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Then that that is not good. Yeah. Right. So... Well, certainly a horrible tragedy, and uh, the condolences to the family. Yeah, I yeah, cannot absolutely. imagine what they're going through yeah, right it's now. Terrible. Moving on, House Committee passes twenty-six point one billion dollar state budget. The House Budget Committee on March fourth approved a twenty-six point one billion dollar state operating budget for the twenty sixteen fiscal year, which begins July one. The full House of Representatives will take up the thirteen appropriations bills that make up the operating budget next week. The committee's version of the budget calls for a $74 million increase in basic state funding for local school districts, which is $24 million more than what Governor Jay Nixon had requested. Even with the additional funding, however, K-12 education spending would still fall well short of what state law says it should be. The committee endorsed a $12 million increase for colleges and universities that the governor had requested. The Republican-controlled committee rejected Democratic attempts to accept federal funding to expand Medicaid eligibility in Missouri to 138% of the federal poverty level. Under the Affordable Care Act, the federal government will pay the full cost of expansion for fiscal year 2016. Expansion would extend health care access to an estimated 300,000 additional Missourians and pump billions of dollars into the state's economy in the coming years. Republican lawmakers have refused to allow the expansion, despite the strong support from staunchly GOP groups such as the Missouri Chamber of Commerce and Industry and the Missouri Hospitals Association. So another attempt to try to get Medicaid expansion through the budget. Um, Hats off to uh, my friends and Democratic friends in the House for trying that. We have to just keep trying, and uh, I know that I will keep pushing that issue. Um, The budget's going to be very interesting the House is, has done their budget in a, in a uh, different way this year. And um, the Senate has already started going through some of this budget. And there's going to be some contention between the House and the Senate on where it goes. Um, one uh, thing of note is that the House did include money um, for um, a crime lab run by the Missouri State Highway Patrol Um uh, in independence. So, oh, that's good so news. So that's good that the House yeah. did include that. Excellent. So, Judge strikes down ban on some felons carrying guns. Some. 
St. Louis Circuit Judge Robert Durker on February 27th ruled a state law that makes it a crime for any convicted felons to possess firearms is unconstitutional as applied to nonviolent felons due to a ballot measure voters approved in August that expanded gun rights under the Missouri Constitution. That a judge would strike down the state's ban on nonviolent felons carrying firearms is just one of several negative consequences that opponents predicted would come to pass if voters ratified the measure. Amendment 5, which passed with 60.9% support, said that any restrictions on gun rights might be subject to strict scrutiny by Missouri courts. Another change specified, <clears throat> pardon me, the General Assembly retained the power to limit the gun rights of convicted violent felons. Durker ruled that the combination of those provisions means the state can't strip nonviolent felons of their gun rights. Although St. Louis prosecutors plan to appeal Durker's ruling, the Missouri Supreme Court could decide the matter in another pending case it heard in December involving gun rights of convicted felons. Yet another case, which the court heard on February 25th, challenges the validity of Amendment 5 itself on the grounds that its ballot language was unfair and misleading, thus tainting the outcome of the election. The court hasn't yet ruled in either case. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of that that um, that podcast that predicted this. Oh, what was it? Yeah. What was yeah. it? It's like right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's let's what just di- let's said. talk what about is, that sometime. Yeah. Have a dialogue about. Yeah. It. Let's okay. talk about it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, a little dialogue on I that mean, with you in particular would yeah, be, that'd good. be good. To uh, I mean, we knew this was going to happen. It was mentioned on the Senate floor by myself, by uh, particularly Senator Justice at the time. Um, here we go. So, Very good. Yeah, frustrating. Nixon picks Ray County man for Highways Commission. Governor Jay Nixon on March 3rd nominated Tom Waters of Oric to serve on the State Highways and Transportation Commission. The six-member commission is the governing authority for the Missouri Department of Transportation. Waters, a Republican, is seventh-generation farmer in Ray County, which is on the outskirts of the Kansas City metropolitan area. If confirmed by the Senate, Waters will serve a six-year term ending on March 1st, 2021. You don't have to call him Ray. <laughs> you know. Could you call him Jay? Jay? No, because he's oh. from Ray County. Oh. You're kind of up up in that area. Mm-hmm. You're near Ray County where you live. Do you yeah. know this fella? Um, no, I don't know him of, of Oric. I don't know Tom Waters, not that I know of. I might know his face if I saw him. Uh, our last conferee, and I'm, I don't have his name with me right now, but I got to meet him, and he... Can't, he comes with some military experience, mm-hmm. and uh, part of his job was he was deployed in Iraq for infrastructure, um, you know, to create new paths and roads. Oh, for wow! Them. And I said, "Well, they must have picked you because we don't have any more money in MoDOT, and you're going to have to figure out how to uh, create dirt roads." Oh, wow! I mean, it was it was quite a thing. Yay! Thanks, thank you, thanks, Lucas. <laughs> House approves capping damages in medical malpractice cases. The House of Representatives on March 5th voted 101-50 to 2 in favor of legislation that attempts to overrule a Missouri Supreme Court that law that struck down a state law capping non-economic damages in medical malpractice cases as a violation of the state constitutional right to trial by jury. Ten Republicans and the chamber's lone independent joined unanimous Democrats in opposing the bill, House Bill 118, which now advances to the Senate. In the 2012 case, Watts v. Cox Medical Centers, the Supreme Court said the cap interferes with the right to 
with the right to write by jury by arbitrarily reducing damage amounts determined by a jury after consideration of the evidence. I I didn't write this. Non-economic damages include such things as pain and suffering. House Bill 118 attempts to get around Watts by abrogating medical malpractice as common law cause of action and replacing it with a statutorily created cause of action. However, because the Supreme Court ruled the General Assembly can't interfere with the right to trial by jury as it existed under the common law prior to 1820, a historical fact that no legislation can change, House Bill 118 likely is unconstitutional. And and that has never stopped the majority on passing bills that they're unconstitutional. So Wow. So we'll see. Uh, the word is that that bill will be coming up in the Senate next week. And, um, you know, I last week some uh, physicians came down and they talked about this issue. Oh. They feel like it's very crucial to keep their insurance rates down. I'm not convinced yet because, you know, the caps are on, then they're off, and their rates keep going up. It's the insurance company's fault when the rates go up, not because someone sued somewhere. That's my opinion. Um, I think for the for the most part, the physicians came down and they talked about this, but they also talked about Medicaid expansion, which I appreciated. There were some who don't didn't talk about Medicaid expansion; they only talked about this, and I kind of shared with them what I thought would be better mm-hmm. for patients to get. Well, that's done. good because we need all the help we can get when it comes to Medicaid expansion, advocating for it. Definitely. Well, and finally, yeah. a bit of good news. Okay. <laughs> Revenue collections up 4.9% so far in fiscal year 2015. Year-to-date net state general revenue collections were up 4.9% through the first eight months of the 2015 fiscal year, going from $5.04 billion last year to $5.29 billion this year, according to the Missouri Division of Budget and Planning. Net general revenue collection for February 2015 increased 4.4% compared to those for February 2014, going from $466.1 million to $486.6 million. So that's that's good news. We're moving. Um, the the issue is that we're not moving um, like we used to before the the budget or the uh, economic crisis of the recession. Yeah, the re- the Great Recession. The Great Recession. With mm-hmm. the now. Mm-hmm. So we still have some work to do. Hey, but a little bit of good news is a little bit of good news, sure. I suppose. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, well, folks, that's your weekly news roundup. Brought to you by the good folks. At Liberty Realty. Thank you, Chris. That was quite a bit of news, too. It was a lot of news There's today. There's a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, and I, you know, just to see if you could read that hard news compared oh, boy. to the person who's thinking about taking your job as news person. I'll tell you what, yeah, and I mean, you're the one that's talking about it being hard, and it yeah, was, right. for sure. You're right. So so what's going on with you, Chris? Um, Busy time move at the city Move yourself out of that newsman. Well. Yeah, okay. Move yourself into the independence mayor pro temp. It's so position. hard to put on these different hats. Yeah. You know, but I'll mm-hmm. I'll do my best. Um, you have a small head. We are what? <laughs> huh? uh, we're moving into budget times at the city, oh. and um, that's always hard because revenues aren't going up. In particular, we haven't seen final numbers yet, but um, you know, you deal with it yourself. You've got a finite amount of resources, mm-hmm. and everybody wants their services, which they're certainly entitled to as taxpayers and employees want to be treated fairly. So it's, it's balancing that act and we'll, we'll get into that deeper as we move further into the summertime. Do you have a budget committee? 
Like on a, like a subcommittee that does a budget to the full council, or do you all seven of you do it? All seven of us okay. do it. Yeah. yeah. So right now, the finance director and our budget um, analyst type. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're working on that together, and and we'll learn more about that. Um, and I'll I'll continue to report as we know more numbers, but that's a big deal right now. Uh, tomorrow is there is there a certain priority that you're worried about at all, or uh, there's there's um bond debt that needs to be paid okay that the city owes on that was a a big issue um when i ran you know mm-hmm. the the That's falls right. at crackernet creek right and mm-hmm. so we're still on the hook for that and mm-hmm. and the good news is that we're getting more businesses coming in there i got to tour the new stony creek inn that we have over there which is beautiful uh, we've got the main event which is going to be breaking ground soon what kind of, what kind of business is that it's similar to a dave and busters if you've Ooh. ever been to one of those mm-hmm. I have. it's like a a grown-up adult bowling alley arcade restaurant bar wow. and it's it's going to be a big business there so that's good um we're still looking for menards to come in soon which will help pay down some of the responsibility there so things are happening but we still have to budget yeah, for right. that. And then around that, you've got employees that you need to take care of, yeah. health care, which is a rising cost. Mm-hmm. We we talk about that from time to time. So uh, it's it's just hard for the seven of us as a council to yeah. make those big decisions. Yeah. But you know what? That's, that, that's why we got into public office. That's right. So that's right. Uh, also tomorrow, which is Friday, uh, March 5th, as we're talking today, now you could be listening to this anytime, but on Friday, uh, March 5th, we will be having a council retreat. We don't get to do this often enough as a council, so we're going to get together, spend a day talking about what are our goals and priorities as a council and what are some action items that we can all agree on are important to drive us toward those goals as a council. And I think that's good. It's it's an open meeting, obviously, yeah. you know, due to sunshine law restrictions, and that's fine. Any citizens are welcome to come. Um, But it's a time for the council to get together, not on TV, not in the the formality that surrounds a council meeting, and just talk. Hey, Mm -hmm. what's important in your district? What's important in yours? And how can we make this happen? Wow. Uh, Had an interesting council meeting on Monday night, March 2nd. Uh, We had a lot of people show up, and it was a full council chamber. We had speakers talk to us about the current pit bull ban that we have in effect in independence. Okay. And there are a lot of people that think that we shouldn't have breed specific bans. I think you guys have talked about this in the state as well. Last last year there was a um, legislation that I think made it through the house that said that said that uh, municipalities and political subdivisions could not ban on breed specific. Mm -hmm. And my opinion of that was, um, I don't want the state government telling the cities what they need to do. Right. And if the city of Independence wants to change your breed specific to dangerous dogs or whatever they want to do, whatever works for that community, state government shouldn't um, have that. And I'm the liberal, and the, they call me the liberal in the Senate. I'm the <laughs> one, you know, and they, you know, my uh, Republican friends complained about. Um, the federal government telling the states what to do all the time, but boy, they have no problem the states telling uh, municipalities what to do. That's all so the time. interesting because Republicans typically, mm-hmm. I'm generalizing here, are all about local control, well, right? Conveniently, they are. Okay, when it's convenient for them. So we 
we had three speakers come and talk about how you know pit bulls aren't da- aren't the dangerous dogs they're made out to be. It should just be dangerous dog. And I thought it was interesting. At council member comments, Mayor Weir typically goes last. Mm-hmm. But on Monday, she said, I, I'm going to go first tonight. She goes, I, I want to get in on this. Okay. She said. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I went in on this. And then I said, excuse me. <laughs> but she she suggested to them, she goes, you know, when we've had issues that people were very passionate about in this city, there are times when instead of having seven people decide it, the people who were passionate about it got a petition and put it on as a ballot initiative. Right. She goes, we did that with the the smoking ban that mm-hmm. was or the Clean Air Act uh, that was put into effect. Yes. We did it when we changed the the boundaries of the school district uh-huh. and took in the Kansas City schools and she suggested that it might be a good idea for those that are against the breed specific legislation to start a ballot initiative and get it on the ballot for the entire city to decide. So, I will keep you updated. Uh, immediately afterwards I was conversing with the mayor and uh, one of the women who appeared to be the leader, one of the leaders the of the leader groups guy. came up and said, hey, how do I start a ballot initiative? So we will see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Um, did just want to mention, got to go last week to the Ariana Grande concert at the Independence Event Ooh. Center. Mm, that big, sounds good. Do you have big some name. Do you have any coffee in there? No, Grande is the size of coffee at Starbucks. This is Ariana <laughs> Grande. She's oh, okay. actually a girl that sings uh, pop songs. Interesting. That, that apparently oh, teenage like, girls and their mothers love. Okay, like Debbie Boone. I'm just trying to relate. Highly relatable yeah. um, reference there. And yeah. yes, she's very much like Debbie Boone. Yeah. Um, so it was a great concert, a big coup for Independence to get a, a name like that, somebody that big. Mm-hmm. And well, the, little. the coolest small. thing for me yeah. was on their T-shirts on the back. They had all the concert venues. And very top left-hand corner of all her T-shirts, it says Independence, Missouri. Yeah, that's cool. And then you go down, and you've got big cities all over the country. Like Minneapolis, Minnesota, Dallas, Buffalo, Texas. Maybe. Uh, you know. Cape Girardeau. Yeah. I mean, it just, uh, I mean, Barcelona, what? seriously, and Independence Barcelona, is there. So. Illinois. And this, and I hope I'm not giving away too much too soon, but I got a yeah. call I mean, earlier spo- today. Is this a spoiler alert? It could be a spoiler. Okay. Got a call earlier today from... Uh, another council member who told me that the Shriner Circus this year, instead of being down at Sprint Center, will be at the Independence Event Center. Yeah, that's exciting. So that's big news yeah. for Independence, too. Pretty excited about that. Well, that would say that you guys are like a circus. What? Anyway, the, the city council. I don't know if that's... Well, no, that's true. Yeah. And then finally, and it's going back to the Event Center, but it's something that's exciting that's happening uh, in mid-March. We've got the NAIA uh, Women's Basketball Tournament Finals will be at the Independence Event Center. It's 32 teams, I believe, that will come there. And I have the great honor of addressing all the coaches who will be at our new Stony Creek Inn um, having a, a banquet to kick off the entire tournament. And I will be representing the City of Independence there and welcoming the coaches and, and giving them a speech about how much we appreciate them. And I'll probably throw in some hilarious stuff, too. I, I'd love to see it. I know you know, state senators aren't involved to come, but uh, I'd love to. <laughs> would, would you like to come? Yeah. Okay, you should come. It's March 17th, yeah. and it will be at Stony Creek Inn, and there's All going the, to be a banquet a bunch with dinner. Of basketball and, coaches. They're throwing chairs at each other and Oh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're going to go all Bobby Knight. Yeah. It's going to be That's awful. St. Patrick's Day. It is St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. yeah. 
So the mayor kind of stuck it to me on that one. Oh. But I am thrilled to have the NAI in town and thrilled that uh, I get to address them. So Sounds awesome. That's yeah. So uh, that's me in a nutshell. Now let me ask you this, Courtney. Are we ready? Do you want to do our new feature? Yeah, I'm or, ready. Or, or do you want to just kind of give us an update what's going on in, in the world of Courtney Cole? No, I want to do our new feature. I'm ready. Okay, I'm excited. I'm gearing to go. You know what that is, right? It's the Missouri, Missouri Waltz, the state oh, song. Oh, yes. It's now time for your weekly community calendar, brought to you by the Chrysler Building in Independence. Here's Courtney Cole. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Intro Man. Uh, so here's what we have going on that's coming up. Uh, this weekend marks um, the beginning of Hannibal Days. They're going to have oh, Hannibal yeah. Days this, this weekend in Hannibal, Missouri. Well, the, you know, it's, it's called Democratic Days. Is it? The rest of us call it Hannibal Days because it's Hannibal. Oh. Did you know that? No, I did not know yeah. that. No, but um, everybody does call it Hannibal Days. Right. You know, just, I mean, and Hannibal is Missouri's hometown. Or, or uh, you would, America's hometown is what they call it. Oh, really? Because, you know, Mark Twain lived sure, there and sure. wrote Samuel about it. Samuel Clemens is what okay. I call him. Okay. But, well, you, you know, knew him better. Wanna, right, yeah. right, yeah. Um, so the Young Democrats are going to have their state convention there this weekend. I know that um, they'll have happy hours starting tomorrow and Woo! all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. Have you ever been to Democratic Days up there? Uh, I have not. No. It's really it, far from here. It, you know? it is very far. Yeah. And it's very cold at this time of the year. Uh, and it is quite an adventure. It'll is be it great for those who go, I'm sure. Yeah. Hmm. There's lots of stuff going on. Tons of... Uh, Politicos coming in and giving speeches. I'm sure it's that's a blast. well. That answers the question. Yeah. Then yeah. sure, okay, right, right. Gotcha. <laughs> um, it looks like too uh, here in Kansas City area, we the people are having a council candidates forum. Yep. I know that there are we? other. Uh, that's the name of the group, We the People. Oh, okay. I thought it was me. Oh. Um, Saturday at one o'clock at the Mary L. People. Kelly Community Center. You don't want to talk about people. Um, it looks like too the Missouri Coalition for uh, the Environment are having their annual members meeting. At the First Unitarian Church of St. Louis, Saturday at two o'clock. Um, these are all things I have been invited to, so uh, that's how. Because I'm you're you're these. you're um, you know what you have the pulse of, of the state, uh, right? Yeah, you know, I think you know so. what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about you're, that, you're to but the um, on Sunday, March fifteenth at eleven a.m., you can join me at uh, KC Oasis, and I'll be giving um, a talk about being involved in your community and being an activist and the importance of that in a democracy. Sunday. So um, that's going to be Sunday, March 15th. So it's not this Sunday, but the next Sunday. At 11. At 11 o'clock, yeah. Fantastic. And it's in Can- here in Kansas City um, at Kansas City Oasis. Oh, we're in Independence right now. That's so right, during church again. time. Right. Yeah, it is. Kind of, I, I went before, and it is a non, it's like a non-church, so. Oh, okay. Anyway. Fantastic. Kind of, yeah. Um, Midnight at the Oasis. <laughs> uh, Kansas City, Missouri um, is having a... Oh, no, wait. Who is this that's doing this? Never mind. Hang on. All right. Um, Kirkpatrick Dinner is going to be Saturday, March 28th at 5 o'clock um, at the University of Central Missouri Elliott Student, Student Union. I know that they're honoring... Um, Senator, Senator Kasky, McCas- right? Yeah, Senator Caskey is going to be there. Yes. Um, what else is going on? Medicaid Expansion Lobby Day um, this Tuesday at the Capitol. Um, yeah, so lots of good well, stuff. Awesome. We've got um, the Tuesday, April 14th, there's going to be an Equal Rights Action Day. 
um, and our March for Women's Rights that, that we do annually uh, will be done that day, Tuesday, April 14th. So that's oh, at good. the state capitol. And um, lots of good stuff going on. So well, thank you. That's our new feature. It's yeah. pretty exciting. Oh, and you'll uh, be having your birthday fundraiser. And you'll be having your birthday fundraiser. Right. Correct, you are. So on Thursday, March 12th, from 5 to 6.30 p.m. at the Rhineland, we're having um, the birthday fundraiser for uh, Chris Whiting, re-election to city council. And then on Wednesday, March 25th, from 5 to 7, we're having um, State Senator uh, Paul Lavota's birthday fundraiser. Hey, thanks for, thanks for the shout-out on that. Yeah, happy birthday, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. Happy birthday to you as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to your birthday. We're both going to be another year better. That's right. Yeah, so that's yeah. what's going on. Thank I, you. Yeah. That's so great. That's, that's, that's a great happening. new feature. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Back in the back in when we were on Treasure already, we had Rob Hentz do a similar thing for the we Kansas did. area. But now we've, you know, gone statewide. Uh, yeah, well, we've left the world of terrestrial radio. We now have a worldwide reach with yeah, this. Yeah, with it's the web. Worldwide amazing. web. Yeah. Well, just to kind of give you an update since uh, our last uh program was able to have meet with um, the Sierra Club of Independence and to my uh, surprise and delight mm -hmm. there was 15 people there talking about environmental concerns did you go to the last forum that they no, had or was no, this it a was meeting? just a, it was a specific meeting uh, they they were very they were very kind to schedule around the time I'm in Jefferson City when I'm here because I know these forums I'm unable to go right but I, I really appreciated right. um, I appreciated the fact that there were so many people who care about these issues would come out on a Thursday night one of them was a lady by the name of Cat Tucker who was Chris Whiting and Paula Voda's drama teacher. oh my goodness and I <laughs> I remember her well and I said you'll be Happy to know, Miss Tucker, that me and Chris are pursuing our acting careers in the world of politics. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she, uh, I think we were troublemakers in that class, too. I think we were. Yeah. We really weren't bad kids. I don't believe it. Yeah. Overall, but in that class, we were, we were not you good. Know, you know what we did? We would, like, be in there and, like, think that what our jokes were were funny. Right. And not care what anyone else thinks. I'm so glad we grew out of that. I know. Things have really changed, and I'm really happy by, about that. Um, I was able to attend uh, the play I Remember Mama at uh, Truman High School, where my daughter Madeline is her seventh performance at Truman, and she's an actress, and she's a real actress, unlike bad actors like we were in high school. Mm -hmm. And she did, she stole the show as the, uh, as the campaign oh, uh, aunt. Um, then, uh, just in Jefferson city, uh, there was a, there was a meeting of lawmakers at Fort Leonard Wood to, uh, show support for that facility for the state. Fort Robert Leonard Wood. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, met with the new Desi, uh, commissioner, which was enlightening and good. Uh, some representatives of Golden Living, uh, retirement home and independence came and visited, um, was able to meet. Um, we actually had hearings on two different bill, three different bills at the exact same time. Um, one that that dealt with uh, improving our election process here in Jackson County. Another one was um, um, how do we uh, bring fairness and transparency to health carriers in our state? So I feel uh, good about that. And then uh, looking forward to. Uh, uh, big week next week because I will not be in Jefferson City. I will be in our nation's capital. Oh, wow. Uh, Washington, D.C., uh, attending the uh, 
Credit Union National Association Government Affairs Conference. And uh, although I'll be, I'll miss my uh, friends in Jefferson City, and uh, I guess I'll miss Medicaid Expansion Day. Yeah, um, lobby. I day. think people there know where are, I am. There are many more throughout the year, throughout the session. Yeah, um, I'll. Um, it will be good to uh, see some of our elected representatives out in Washington and 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 uh, do that. I, I'm excited to be back on Thursday. Um, and I don't know what we're going to do. We'll probably not have a program next week because we'll be celebrating so much the birth of Chris White. Oh, my Yay. goodness. <laughs> so well, I, for one, am, am really excited about that. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. And that's that's really all I have. Um, you know, session time gets really interesting and busy. And, I mean, just yesterday, I, I mean, three hearings all at the same time. I had to run around and committee hearings and um, – you know, all trying to make the, the the goal and session just so everyone knows ramps up and it gets even busier as time goes by. So uh, you'll hear a more uh, a a more tired senator on these broadcasts, but uh, <laughs> more to report and hopefully get some progress. Like the fact that the the Missouri State Highway Patrol uh, Crime Lab. Is in the budget, and I'm glad about that. That is so, big news. Yeah, that's great to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the whole budget. That's news I can use. Yeah. So, um, that's really about it. Unless you guys have anything else. No. Nothing here. I just think we've done really good this week. Yeah, you think so? A, it's been a great show. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Lucas. program has been produced by Courtney Cole, Chris Whiting, and Paul Lavoda. All rights reserved. Thanks again for listening to Dialogue with State Senator Paul Lavoda. Contact Paul on Twitter at Paul Lavoda or by email at votelavoda at hotmail.com with your comments or for syndication. Join us next week for more Dialogue.